We Were Gamers. This is episode 193 of a podcast. How would you describe this podcast, Michael? I always try, but I think you've nailed it a few times. I would say we try and distill our opinions on the best of the games that we have played so that you can save your precious minutes. Because we have precious minutes to save. That's Michael. Hey, everybody. JJ, do you have precious minutes to save? My time is always precious. <laughs> save the frames. Got to go fast. Ooh. Exactly. Are we, are we seeing Sonic? Is anybody going to get out to see Sonic on Valentine's? <laughs> I, I don't dislike my wife that much. I don't know how big a check that is to write. <laughs> That's all I don't want to say. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the movie looks dumb in a fun way, but I don't think I can convince anyone besides myself to go along with that plan. <laughs> also, I don't think I can convince myself to go along with that plan for the price of a movie ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's a Netflixer for me. So we, my calculus on, on that assessment has changed recently because we got the Regal Movie Pass on Black Friday. They had a good deal and it breaks down to seeing two movies a month, I think is what we figured out. So after that, everything is basically free. It's paid for itself. Mm. So my 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 bar on what I will see in a theater has considerably dropped. <laughs> you're going to be the one goosing the numbers here. And then are you still saying that you're still not going to see it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, jury is still out. I mean, we did go and see Cats. So that should tell you where the where the line is drawn. Uh, there's maybe some validity in seeing cats. So you can tell people about cats because <laughs> because people will ask you about it. But I'm going right. to say that if at your lunch group you say you saw Sonic, everyone's just going to kind of nod. And they're well, going to be like, like and also we uh, did this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's more a thing where I, I can see it. For the listeners. Maybe, them, yeah. Maybe, tell them that it's probably not worth it. Maybe time. the podcast needs you to see Sonic. <laughs> God. <laughs> Take, taking one for the team. I'm just saying, if you happen to see it. Stumble into a movie theater. And you then talk about it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure that that makes that movie pass a business write-off. <laughs> I'm not a tax expert. This is not a tax podcast. Don't do what I'm suggesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of people making us look like fools, uh, for going to see Disney Plus, you guys, who I was giving major props to last week, the week before. Hold on. Saying, uh, giving props to for adding basic features they should have had at launch. Shh, shh, <laughs> Don't ruin the moment where I get to lambaste them. We literally said just that the second after you said those ah, props last time. <laughs> fine. Now every time I log in, it tells me my credit card's expiring. Hint, it's not expiring. <laughs> okay. Can't get that to stop even having replaced it with different credit cards. Don't understand. That's fun. Yeah, pretty cool. wonderful. You know what, let's just continue the theme of things Andy said that weren't entirely true last episode. <laughs> Puzzle Quest, Child of the Legend Returns. Uh-oh. Still a good game. 
problems have arisen. I Are believe the problems that the game cheats like an MFer. Oh God, <laughs> that's dude. true. It cheats so bad. Some battles basically it wants you to lose the first time. Cause I'll do like a battle with an ogre or something, and it says, "Oh, this is like a hard battle." And then I'll focus and like really pay attention, and then they just get cascades of fours in a row, and like you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you fight them, that doesn't happen. Oh, look, the rubber banding snapped back. They <laughs> got to dangle that carrot in front of you. I guess. I don't know. It's still a good game. It's still a game worth playing. But my suggestion for buying it 50% off makes me feel a little bit better, which is still going, by the way, as a good deal. Because I've discovered um, two issues. One, that thing eats battery like it's running a championship marathon or something. <laughs> I do do not get it. I mean, the Switch battery life isn't great anyway. Yeah, but if I play Smash, and that's an intensive game, I can get a couple hours in a day, maybe two, three days, right? Before recharge. A couple hours, not a lot of hours, like two hours okay. a night for a couple days. I have to challenge. I have to. I have to charge after Puzzle Quest every day. Is it like forcing the brightness to max all the time, or something? It might be. I was going to say, is it? Is it that it's an old game, and so it's not optimized to it, run on Switch? It might not be also op- possible. Yeah, it might be that that could be the case, but it eats it real quick. It's just like burning CPU cycles because mm-hmm. it doesn't know what else to do. And the your question about whether it's optimized or not. I think directly speaks to another problem I've discovered in the game, which is that game really wanted a touch screen. I think they ported it over maybe from the iOS version or another touch screen version. Cause everything that's you can touch on the screen works perfectly. Right. Uh, but the D pad, when you switch over to your spells, just doesn't register half the clicks you make. Is this an instance where you are finding out now something people have said for a long time and that the D-pad on the Switch has been terrible all along? No, (laughs) because if I bounce out of the game to the main menu of the the Switch, it's up, down, left, right. You know, it works perfectly. It registers every click that I make. If I bounce back into the game and I just push down one or like one time, it just doesn't go down the spell list at all just stays where it is the cursor the analog stick will move it down touching the spell will work it fine but the d-pad doesn't register never registers or only sometimes only registers? sometimes registers mm, but the that's only, frustrating the only sometimes does not replicate in any other game or outside the menu so my switch paddle is fine that's weird it Don't is use the d-pad yeah but it sucks because the D-pad is kind of a good way to play that game. Oh well, Puzzle Quest might, yeah, yeah, old still, games, still good, but man, still good, still good. Well, I know we have a lot to do today. Uh, as listeners of this podcast know, we built a computer last year over the course of the year. 
in in theory <laughs> in, <laughs> a, virtu- in, a virtual machine a virtual machine was constructed we certainly parts. talked about doing it we talked about it we never finished the last piece of the puzzle for that whole thing. We talked about every peripheral you could want to think about. We talked about all the internals, the case, our personal preferences, what our strategies are for price versus performance, all that kind of stuff. You can find that on a cool little playlist on our YouTube called Component Class. We have a component class to do today on the last piece of that called Software. I know we all have at least one game to talk about. It's going to be a busy day. So I want to get two quick news opinions, and then we have to move on. All right. We haven't done news in a while. No, we haven't. Yeah. yeah. And there's two big-ish ones that I think go against the grain of things we've said on this podcast for a while. And I think I wonder if we need to rethink them. First, We've said for a while maybe that Kickstarter is not the way to buy games and it might not be the way of, of the future after it was kind of a rock star for getting things off the ground like Battletech. Well, it's never been a way to buy games, which is the most important thing to understand, right? You Absolutely. are attempt you are attempting to donate to a developer who you hope will compensate you with a game. There is no guarantee. The quality of said compensation and the, uh, what's the right word? Reliability of said compensation has gone down. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. Kickstarter maybe have just found a rock star in two days of funding. Hideki Kamiya? Kiyama? Kamiya? Kamiya. And his game, The Wonderful 101, which was a Switch exclusive launch title, I think, for the, oh no, for the Wii U, I said Switch, Wii U launch title, came to Kickstarter and is about $800,000 funded, which is $750,000 more than they wanted. So, uh... Wait, did we mention what game it's for already? Wonderful 101, Wii U, launch title. Yes, okay. Cult classic. Yes. Very, Uh, very cult classic. So the text mentions that the game is coming out for Switch in April. That's like two months from now. (laughs) Yeah, so it feels like something that they've kind of had in the works. That was probably done basically already <laughs> is you this know? just to ramp up production cost basically like hey we want to make these in cartridges and we don't have the cash to do it up front maybe or maybe it's more of a marketing they're using it as marketing campaign okay maybe like a little discount I, yeah yeah we'll mm-hmm. probably get slightly cheaper than retail or whatever and yeah i bet it also is going to help them recoup the costs uh you know parts of the cost of development some of the costs of printing all the physical media or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because these are coming out on switch carts at least. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and based on their stretch goals, some other things too. Uh, since some, several of the stretch goals have already been met and some of them were like steam release and PS4 release. Yeah. You know. uh, it seems like it'll be coming to a bunch of places, which is probably great news. It sounds like it. I, in uh, fairness, should say that I donated to this, and so people know up front. 
I don't think it has much to do with what I wanted to talk about about it, which was, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head. This is marketing, and I don't think it's, I think it's something to be cautious about that I don't perfectly believe that the Kickstarter model has re- come back. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they are using this Kickstarter as a way to offset costs that they were considering sunk, and it's all just gravy as far as they're concerned. And they probably will still sell just fine. I wonder if there is a if they have tapped into what could potentially be a market with this kind of strategy, though, because. Since Amazon stopped offering their pre-order games discount, there's no reason really, and we've touched on this before, to jump in on a game before its release. Especially before reviews, right? Like, Right. So with this, they're saying, hey, come back this game. It's essentially done. It'll be out in two months, and we'll give you a discount for signing up early. This assumes that you trust they will release it then sure. and that it will be the quality that you want. So you you have to place some faith in the developer here. Luckily, this is Platinum Games, so we're probably in good shape. Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Better, but, better than you know. the indie studio that's... You know. Right. They have a track record of releasing games. So sure. they will you will at least get a game here, very likely. Now, and it's is a it game that already what, existed, so... Yeah, and they they said there's new stuff in it or whatever, and who knows how any of that will be. But, you know, the they said this is when it's going to come out. Hey, here's the thing. We're putting new stuff in it. You can get, like, a keychain or whatever this other stuff they're giving away is. You can cool. get blocked by the creator on Twitter. Right, that's a big <laughs> thing for people who know that guy. He is very outspoken on Twitter and blocks people all the time. I wouldn't and, know because I can't read his tweets because one of the things he blocks are you for is speaking in English. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he yeah, he blocks you if you reply to him in English. <laughs> yep. So, don't know what he's angry about or what he's saying because it's all in Japanese. <laughs> Got to get that translate button. <laughs> I guess. Good point. Yeah. I don't really read uh, Twitter on a device that translates, so. Yeah, fair. I mean, I guess uh, my phone... Tra- okay, never mind. Moving on. Unimportant not, side note. It, we have too much to do. Not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. And, you know, like I said, it's a great game for... Like, definitely has a following, so... This is probably great for people that want that. I would be interested to see what they do with the motion controls, if they wrote them out completely or what they did. I don't know that there were many motion controls for the Wii U game. Mm, good point. Right? I mean, maybe there is touchscreen stuff. Well, you could always then... play on the Wii U with nunchucks, so. Oh, true. But I imagine most people played it with the gamepad, because that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on, unless Michael has a different opinion other than that. No, we weren't wrong about Kickstarter. No. Although okay. I did just I did just back something recently, so. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just know the risks. That's all you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes what you're getting into. I I have backed multiple Kickstarters that have yet to deliver anything, and one that I suspect absolutely never will. Star so. Citizen. <clears throat> nope, not that. I didn't. <laughs> oh, back that. okay. I'm I'm in I'm in the Star Citizen. Thankfully, I'm not in the hole for anything more than the Kickstarter. Unlike people that have bought like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ships that just sit in their digital parking lot for that game. Star Citizen has somehow become a commodities market, which makes no sense. A money laundering market more like. Dude, yeah, probably. Uh, 
Okay, we shouldn't get too deep on a hole that we don't know much about. So <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Let's talk about the other big news we missed like two weeks ago. No, we didn't miss it. We were in the middle of Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> let's just. Let's, you should go mm-hmm. back and listen to those and find out what I mean by not expounding on what we were in the middle of there. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. Yes. Cool. Yes, I have been waiting. Okay. Michael is most ha- excited. I would have told you, Michael, that you were a fool to wait because Sony does not release its I, stuff on I, PC. I realized that it was a, a one in a million shot. This is Gorilla, right? Gorilla Games? Recently. Right. A Sony-owned Sony studio. subsidiary. Yes. Is this a one-off because there's a second one coming? Is this because no, PS5 is a PC? What, why would they do this? I don't understand. There's another, I'm going to blank on which one it is now, but this is not the the only PS4 exclusive game that's getting a broader release this year. They've already announced one other one, another big AAA title. Uh, I don't know what that one is, but I know that this game, Horizon Zero Dawn, runs on the same engine that Death Stranding runs on. Okay. And Death, Death Stranding was big multi-platform and came out on PC. And since they run on the same engine, work was obviously done to make that engine work on PC. And they may have gotten some or, you know, as part of their licensing agreement to let Death Stranding use it or whatever, may have gotten some of that work returned to them for free. Oh, like a tech investment. That's a good idea. There you go. Uh, yeah. That is me making stuff up. I don't know any of this, but... Jay, 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 don't let them in on the secret. No, nah, but that's like, you can easily see how that would happen, right? Yeah, yeah. If you have a close collaboration with those people working together, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they did this thing. What if we did this thing? And then like <laughs> someone, some business guy looks at the numbers and they're like, oh, actually, like, hey. And then, you know, Sony's not involved in publishing it on PC, obviously. Sure. But, but this could be an know. era of, hey, you remember those God of War games we've been selling since the PlayStation 2? They're on Steam now. You know what I mean? Like the the redone HD collection that came out on the PS3 and then re-came out on the PS4. They're not going to like keep selling that for the PS5. The money is gone downhill on people rebuying those. So maybe this is a chance for them to finally say, hey, you know, Microsoft's pulling their exclusives to the PC as well through their Game Pass service. We should do that too. Uh, their older I mean, stuff, maybe? Also, Microsoft is just straight up releasing them on Steam in some cases. Uh, um, only Halo, as far as I've seen. Yeah, but only Halo so far. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think it's a case where this game isn't like a big franchise, right? Uh, there's only one of them. So you can say like, hey, start here. And then in, you know, a year or two years or whatever, they release a sequel. PS5 exclusive sequel. PS5, PS5 exclusive sequel. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. man, I liked this. I want to get that PS5 now. You know, uh-huh. and, then, and then another year after that sequel, they release the second one on PC. Mm. Uh, which is a strategy followed by Square Enix. Much I was, to gonna, I was just going to say it's the it's the Squeenix model. Uh, so you know who knows what they choose to do, but I would not jump from oh this game is coming out on PC to we're going to see other Sony studios release their stuff on PC. I don't think that that follows. Oh man, Gorilla won't bring out Killzone. That's what I want on PC. I mean, maybe maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, like, I'm certainly sure it's a thousand it percent different engine. It's not. I would argue porting anything from a PS4 to the PC is infinitely easier than doing a PS3 or a PS2 game. That yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, 
Uh, you know that's unless there is already you're mentioning. I I hold out for games to come to PC. Where we collectively seem to be one of those crews that, despite all having switches and a few of us having PlayStations, etc. In general, is if this is a PC crew, right? You know. Uh, and the Squeenix thing has paid off, you know, sometimes we get the game, except for Kingdom Hearts. It's, I, I think it's bound to happen. I don't think so. I really don't. I think, I, I feel like if it was going to happen, this is the one. So it hasn't been a year since Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. Oh. So, so let's see. Okay, but if th- if it doesn't happen with this one, then Babe you're Ruth over it. here. Well, I mean that's that's seems to be their mo is that year mark. Yeah, but the you'd think by now we'd have heard rumblings or rumors of the other games being ready to release before that, right? Oh, I don't know that you guarantee that you get that. I'm saying that this oh. is the this was the first one that was developed for the PS4. Okay, so and that's easy to port. So no. or well, easier anyway. Yeah, and I think if it were me, I would do this one out first, get people to play it, and then be like, hey, here's the rest of the library. Well, Don't they you have want that, to go back and learn the lore? They have the library on PS4. It's called the Story So Far Collection. Well, but I mean for PC. Yeah, yeah, put but it it's out, on PS4. The they can on... bring it to PC. Yeah. The, the PS4 collection, though, who knows how that stuff works with the games having been developed in the past. You know, there could okay. be all kinds of like emulator stuff of PS2 games and who knows gosh there's so those old games are weird so who knows okay uh, all right but all right. you know i i mean i would love to see all the games come out on all the platforms uh so you know yeah please do it but i i would not hold out hope i know people were like you know saying oh yeah we're going to get god of war on pc we're going to get kingdom hearts we're going to get persona i mm, pump those brakes that's my opinion all right pump the brakes I have a follow-up to something you just said, is that everyone wants to see everything come out on everything. I'm here to let you in on the new hellscape that is the IP market on PC. When everyone is selling the same game on everything, but everyone has their own service and protections built into their games. Sit back, relax, and listen to this fun tale <laughs> of buying an EA game through the Epic Market. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Over the holiday, there was an Epic sale, and if you made a purchase, including one of the free games, you got a $10 gift card, or whatever they called it, credit to your account for buying any game in the store. And just after the Christmas sale, but before the end of the credit, EA and Epic lowered the price of that new Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order, to the low, low price of $40. Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. Correct. Which is a terrible way to put that colon. Why was it? Man. (laughs) I don't remember. Were the original games like that? The other Star Wars Jedi games? Outcast, I mean, uh, Jedi. Did anyone consider those Star Wars Jedi games? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Star it like, Wars Jedi Outcast, Star Wars Jedi. Yeah, but wasn't it like Star Wars colon Jedi Outcast, Star Wars colon oh, Jedi man. Academy, not, not Star Wars no. Jedi colon Academy? I, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm, 
We're just saying different. That's a different. I liked almost all of those games. I just want to say that I don't ever. I remember calling them Jedi Academy, Jedi. You didn't uh, say Star Wars, which is the point, right? Well, but you called them Jedi, whatever. And so Jedi colon Jedi fallen all fallen order. But I wouldn't have called this game Jedi colon Academy. Yeah, like so. Anyway, whichever way you slice it, it's weird. Jedi colon is just not the game you want. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Sorry, continue, Andrew. I want to hear about this. So uh, they made a wonderful little pitch to lower the price there of that game down to a couple bucks, and then gave you ten bucks off of it. And I said, you know what? I'm getting into this Star Wars Rebels show kind of a little bit. We were right in the middle of watching all the Star Wars stuff <laughs> for the other thing. And I got swept up in the moment and bought this game through Epic instead of EA or on a platform or Steam or any of these other places because Epic had that $10 gift card, which is what they wanted, right? That's the, that's the whole reason they gave it to you. True. Get you to buy a game. Yep. And it worked because it was $10 cheaper than everywhere else. Installing the game. (laughs) Tell the Epic Launcher to install it. The Epic Launcher opens the Origin Launcher. Flashbacks. The Origin Launcher tries to install the game, but it's 55 gigabytes. So the directory that it's installing to, it doesn't allow it. And I have to redirect it. Got to make sure it's on the SSD. You know, oh, oh, the directory doesn't allow you to install 55 gigabytes, or it's just you wanted it to be somewhere that it wasn't. No, 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 no. The origin launcher hasn't been opened on my computer in so long that some of the permissions or something are messed up in the original origin game directory. Got so it. So I had to create a new one because it wouldn't let me allow, like, it wouldn't allow me to install anything there. You oh, needed, boy. you needed to update origin. I, it sounds yeah. like, yeah. So that's a fun part of the process to begin with. Then uh, then you install the game through Origin. All right. Fine. So Epic just took a cut, and now I have an Origin game. I'm okay with that. That sounds... I mean... I'm, I'm, Ep- I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with that, but I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? The, Ep- the Epic Store sold you an Origin key, just how m- numerous other third-party sure. PC stores sell you Steam keys or whatever. That's... Yeah. All this has happened before, and all this will happen again. Right? Sure. Except when you double click that little shortcut that the game puts on your desktop, first it opens the origin launcher <laughs> to launch the game. Then it opens a website which redirects to epic.com and some sort of key verification or something, which then redirects to a 404 error. Meanwhile, the game launches in the background. <laughs> and if you, launch, well thought out. if you launch it from the Epic Launcher, where it still is in your games, by the way, the process is even longer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I don't know what to say about this kind of thing. How can it not, how can it not be easier than this? This is the world we're headed for. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to launch one of those Microsoft games through Steam. I mean, people have already done that 
with Halo Reach right now, and I have not heard anyone complain about these sort of things. Similarly, I've also never heard anyone complain about launching Jedi Fallen Order through Steam. But also, I don't have either of those games, so I don't know that I can... Lesson learned, don't buy an EA game through Epic. Yeah, that's interesting because I am... Like, why do you have to open the Epic launcher at all then? Just open Origin and launch it through there. I did. Okay. And it still reopens Epic to do some sort of value check. Weird. It's horrible. It's the worst. Well, uh, platforms are a thing, man. (laughs) This is something that we're going to have to deal with as games like Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff are going to start coming to the service because they're going to want you to sign into PlayStation. Right? Well, maybe. Who knows? Mm, Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, certainly they could have you sign into PlayStation's PC service thing or whatever. But but it's a... But the pitch it, of PlayStation Epic, is not selling it to you he, the, here. The pitch of Epic was that they were going to break wide open this like market, right, of of proprietariness, and we were going to have a new era of of games being sold anywhere. And and now it's just like, no, I have to have everybody's installers and everybody's stupid proprietary programs just to to key check my game that I bought. Between two to three platforms, depending on how you installed it. Turns out it's real easy to make promises. Yeah. Speaking of which, once you get your game installed, go into your settings. Go all the way down to the bottom to the extras. And turn off the EA spyware. Huh? There's a little checkbox in there that says, send EA all the data about you using EA and this game. Oh, the like usage statistics stuff, like how you play and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would call that spyware. Probably most games are doing that without telling you. It's nice that they even gave you the option to turn it off. One would hope you have the control over that kind of stuff. So I guess props to them for... I'm not going to say props. Last episode when I gave props to anybody, it bit me back. I'm not doing it again. No, sir. Oh... Okay, I can actually talk about this game, though. I played it. And? Well, I've entered the Souls genre for the first time. Yeah, that's a weird one to start with, but I'm interested to hear how you like it. Because there are better Souls games than this one, I suspect. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I I thought to myself, and one of the reasons I decided to purchase this, one of the reasons I convinced myself it was okay to have purchased this (laughs) which is a separate you know anyway uh was because i thought if i was if i i've had dark souls remastered sitting in my steam account for years i've never opened it because it's like yeah i mean i could try that not dark souls remastered then right unless you bought that more recently oh what's the no you mean the you mean the do you mean the Prepare to Die edition? Probably. Which is the original PC port of Dark Souls 1? Because Dark Souls Remastered came out like last year or two years ago. How do you do the thing? Everyone changes everything all the time on their apps. <laughs> they updated understand. Dark Souls 1 with a, in theory, better PC port, which I don't know anything about because I haven't tried it. Okay, look, I can't even understand this new Steam interface because it doesn't show all my games anymore. 
just shows the ones that are installed. So, like, where are the rest I mean, of them? You um, didn't set the settings. It shows all mine. Yeah, same here. I actually really like the new Steam interface. Do you? Yeah. Because I, I clicked this home button, and it says games and software, and you, it says shows 300 games under the little sorting tab there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I only see six. So the next to the search bar, there's a little button. Ah. Uh-huh. Do you have installed locally checked? Nope. Huh. I can check it and uncheck it. Nope, didn't do anything. Just shows 11 out of f- 475, which is not my an accurate game count. That's way more, I would hope. There's probably some... Uh... This is wacky. What is happening here? Huh. Well, if you highlight the number and yours is anything like mine, it says 96 not listed due to your view filter. Yeah, it says view filter. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not sure sure what filter they're talking about. Well, I don't have any view filters checked. None of them. But if I guess I could just search Dark Souls. Prepare to die edition. Yeah, so that's the original PC release. There is an updated PC release, which you can buy for a permanent 50% off because you have the original one. Okay. Um, But why would you? Because you have the original one. I don't know. I think the multiplayer is the reason why. I see. Anyway. Anyway. Clearly, I'm very interested in the multiplayer for that game. Yeah, not relevant. The point is, uh, I want to hear about your experience with Star Wars Souls or whatever. Yeah, so like I thought Star Wars would be the skin that could get me into this genre because I clearly don't have the desire to play it on the game that I already own. Um, first of all, that first planet is very cinematic. There's a lot of just sort of tutorial that is built into cinema. So I don't know how they teach you in a normal souls game. I had seen many videos of playing souls and I understand that in the Souls genre, you kind of are more, I guess encumbered is the right word. In terms of your movement, like once you make a swing with your lightsaber, you have to wait for the swing to complete. And then sometimes there's backswing or there's follow through or whatever else that takes physical time. So if you miss time something, you're basically dead, especially against like a boss or something. Right. There's a lot of like animation priority stuff where you have to. Yeah, you have to be timing your attacks. You have to understand how long it's going to take for you to swing how long you can dodge when you can do those sort of things. That's that is the combat of those games. And sometimes I get real confused by the camera. There's a lot of stuff in this game that I don't know exists in souls or not. Like if you lose to a boss type enemy, they steal your current experience. Uh, Uh, So in, in most souls games, you just drop it on the ground. Mm -hmm. And if you run back and touch it, you pick it up. Yeah. So, so in this, if you lose to somebody, you have to go beat them or at least beat up on them to get your experience back. That's an interesting way to solve the difference of if you drop it in a place that's horrible to get to and then you can never get to it again, which well, definitely if you drop it because you run into one of the four legendary bosses in the entire game <laughs> when I you're mean, like level one. So then you didn't lose much. Yeah, I left. I lost half. No, three quarters of a bar. 
So I spent about 20 minutes trying to go back there and, like, get it back from him without dying. <laughs> so that I could get my level up. That was kind of a bummer. Um, okay. Andrew, um, yeah. I get three back quarters of here. a bar is not that much. You're going to have, like, 80 bars by the time you have finished you so? the game. Okay. Yeah. I was taking my time. You know, that, sk- that skill tree, you're going to get it all, probably. Or oh, really? very close to all of it. <laughs> That's how these games typically work. Oh, okay. I and you can fig- grind. There's nothing stopping you from just respawning all the enemies, right, killing them all again, coming back, and just doing that over and over. So, so you can get the whole tree if you just grind experience. Yeah, if you're willing to put the time in, sure, yeah. You can get okay. it right at the beginning. Mm, I don't know that that's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was reasonable. Or, or it's possible that they gate the skill tree in other ways. I don't know. I've never, sure, I've like not played story, this game. Story related. Because uh, in Dark Souls, story it's related skills. Uh, that you get later. So, like, I still don't have force push and pull yet. Uh, I have force slow, but I don't have force push and pull. I don't know in Souls games if you can just go anywhere. They kind of gave me, like, two options after the first planet of where I wanted to go. Well, I went to one of them and it was like, this is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should go to the other one. Oh, yeah, this is much easier. <laughs> So that is certainly a thing in Dark Souls 1, for sure. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you from wandering down into the Tomb of the Giants, where you absolutely should not be when you start the game. Um, But you certainly can go there, and if you're, like, you know, super good or whatever, you can fight all those skeletons and get to the boss and then get crushed. But, hey, you did it. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely was at a certain point when I was like, oh, man, I really wish these guys didn't have so much health or do so much damage. Um. It's cool. It's a. F- I realized while playing it that Souls is a modern genre RPG, whatever type of RPG you want to call it. Maybe we have a debate about that, but man, it is like modern. It's modern, and I don't play super modern games much unless they're Nintendo games. So it was kind of a like an awakening for me, and I I haven't gotten super deep into it. I can tell you more about like the. I'll tell you more next week about the like the the physical game and how it works and all that kind of stuff so we can compare it to Dark Souls. But my initial impression of it is I guess I expected a s- sort of a Kodor that was Souls influenced instead of a Souls game influenced by Star Wars, which is what I think this more is. Yeah, this is not Kodor. No, well, I mean, I didn't expect Kodor, but I expected the lightness and the airiness of it. I see. I and think, while yeah. while I can kill a stormtrooper with like one or two lightsaber hits, um, man, I get wrecked real fast sometimes by things that are not stormtroopers, <laughs> <laughs> or even stormtroopers when I don't block the second bolt from the blaster. So the thing. Uh, that I think you will eventually grow to learn, uh, assuming you stay with this game long enough, is that really these games are about mastery. And they're not really about, like, uh, you have points and you level up or whatever, but all that stuff is kind of just to, like, round the edge off. Uh, Most of that stuff, and, you know, not every time, but really all that stuff is going to do is, like, give you a bigger window in which you can, like, screw up to and not die. Mm-hmm. 
But really the thing that makes those games fun and good is that you get to the point that you just know anything that they can do and you're all, you already know the next action, right? You're like in the Zen trance of the guy. You block the two blaster bolts, you dodge behind him, you stab to the left and you twirl around and throw your lightsaber or whatever the move is. I don't know. I'm sure there are cool stuff you can do in this game like that. And like you now have just murdered all the stormtroopers in this little area and you have proceeded onward like meanwhile you were running running away to the next area because you killed them all already mm-hmm. you know, like you are already dead like the meme <laughs> uh you know so it, like that is how you will get after playing these sorts of encounters over and over and over and over because guess what i'm pretty sure there's going to be more stormtroopers in this game yeah it seems it, it seems, seems like, like a safe bet i don't know i haven't and run so, into any in a while i'm doing a lot of fighting better bugs it, and I, I feel I feel like they'll still be there. Okay. And uh you will go back, you know, you'll come across an area with stormtroopers later in the game and you'll just be like and just murdering them left and right and be like, "Oh yeah, like okay, like I see how this works now." You know, and gotcha. then you'll go back to the bug planet later and be like, "Oh, I know how to kill all these bugs and this is awesome." You know, that's the kind of like progression where you realize like Oh, now I know exactly what to do in these situations. Oh, this is the big heavy guy that runs at me with the huge sword and I have to like slide under it rather than try to block because the block pushes me back so far and it throws me off the cliff. That kind of a thing. Yeah, I can definitely see some of that starting. Um, I was taken aback a little bit by how slow the movement is, how well-timed your dodges have to be for from the beginning of the game. You know, I I was taking a lot of damage at the beginning of the game because it was like, well, I hit dodge, but like the camera was in the wrong orientation. So I actually rolled into his hit instead of away from his hit or like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of you need to be deliberate in that game and yeah. like learning when to do what is certainly a skill that you'll need to build. Yeah. Well, I want to talk more about it next week, but I am only a few hours into it and I play games slowly. So. Maybe you know, we should. That is a kind of game that also rewards uh, trial and error. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, maybe we should wait to talk about it a little bit more until I unlock the rest of the like main powers of the game. But my initial impression is, holy cow, new games are good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's Welcome a lot going on there. in this thing, and like, all right, I have to say one more thing <laughs> before I let it go, but. I did just spend like 20 minutes maybe before we started this podcast tinkering around with my lightsaber. Because that's a thing you can do in the game is just go to a workbench, you find lightsaber parts, and you just sort of mix and match. I feel like that's another hallmark of modern games is the customization rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. It's deep. I can already tell it's deep. But uh, more on that next week. JJ? All right. Well, I have been uh, playing two newish, well, one new, one not new games. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Spelunky recently. I don't know why, what drove me to reinstall that game and play it some more. Uh, But I have been. And hey, that game's pretty fun. Uh, Yeah, Spelunky HD. uh, Uh, Hold on. What... I see they just released Spelunky on Switch or recently or within the last year release. What is Spelunky? Not I don't I don't know okay. anything about it. I've seen it, it is, a million times. It's been it around is, forever. It's a yeah, it came out like 2011 or 10 or something like that. It is a roguelike 
uh, adventure game platformer. Yeah, in that uh, when you uh, all uh, you start by going into a like a dungeon or a, like a haunted mine or something, and uh, everything is randomized. All the rooms, the layouts of all the rooms. You start with four hearts, like four hits, essentially. Uh, four bombs and four ropes. Bombs blow up stuff like the terrain. Uh, ropes let you climb up and down so you can reach high ledges or climb down steep cliffs or whatever like that. Uh, and you have to get all the way through. You start on World 1-1 one, one, and you have to get to 4-4 four, four, uh, where there is a boss and if you beat him, you win. There's also a whole bunch of like hidden weird secret stuff uh, that you can do. There's like a whole hidden fifth world you can go to. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. And the requirements for unlocking all that stuff are obviously out there since this game has been around for a million years. But it is uh, esoteric and weird and hard to get to. Uh, but it's one of those games where when you win, you are happy that, that it, or when you get far, you know it's because you're doing awesome. And when you die, you also know that it is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for instance, uh, you step on spikes, you just die. Like it doesn't matter how many hits you have, you're just dead. Yeah. You get you get hit with an arrow, you lose two. You get hit bit by a snake or whatever, you lose one. I definitely did have the feeling too when I was playing this. By the way, that in the Souls genre. I didn't feel like that boss was like super unfair that I kept losing to. I was just like, clearly I'm not ready to fight this, you know? Yeah. Or like, like you're saying, I stepped on that spike. Duh. I'm dead. I did. I didn't look down before I jumped off this cliff and the bottom was full of spikes and I landed on one. Or like in puzzle yeah. quest when I go too fast cause I see skulls and there was a four of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and, and this is the kind. This is the kind of game that rewards you for. Uh, there's a timer, of course. So, like, if you stay too long in a certain level, a ghost comes and tries to kill you. But you know, it rewards you for carefully picking your way through the level and getting to the end because you need those four bombs or whatever you know in the next world. So, uh, I've been playing that a bunch, um, just because it's a fun, quick little thing. Like runs take like. Yeah, I, since I die a lot, they take anywhere from like five minutes to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just fun. You can just play a few times real quick. You know, spend thirty minutes, call it good. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is Warcraft Three Reforged. Ooh, which hello, is a hot, finally hot out button issue. That is a hot button issue with me because I can't actually install it because Jedi Fallen Order is taking up a bunch of space and we need to build this new computer, you guys, so I have more space. <laughs> Please. Set a date. Okay. Anyway. How uh, does it run, first of all? I have heard some horror stories. So, I don't... I have had no issues running it. Okay. I installed it. I ran it. It ran fine. I've All been right. playing the campaign. I have played one custom map. Both of those worked. There were some weird textures on the custom map. Textures? The, like the pop in, lack of texture? No, nah, like there was clearly something here before, and I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it's not that now. Like the background behind this unit was weird. Hmm. Oh, okay. But it, it the game it part itself was fine. Okay. That's it. That's that's uh, it, huh? Yeah. Uh so Uh-oh. you know, I, I've been playing the the campaign. Uh hey, it sure is that Warcraft 3 campaign. 
Uh, the models sir look nice when you zoom in, but when you zoom all the way out, it's uh, you know less easy to tell that they're very nice. But the uh, textures on the ground maybe look a little bit better, or yeah, a little better, yeah, maybe. Oh no! I mean, like I, I can run it in really high resolution. That part, uh, yeah, I can run and it like widescreen, widescreen, wide yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the cutscenes are generally the same, from what I can tell. Oh no. They're not much updated. And in Ooh. fact, uh, that that demo we did a few years ago at BlizzCon of the Stratholm mission does not look like that in the game. How do you mean? Like that that cutscene of the calling of Stratholm that we saw the good at the one? BlizzCon demo, the one that looked new, is not in the game. What? I don't know. I don't know. The map is new, and so the map looks like Stratholm from WoW, and that yeah. mission that we played is in the game. Like, that part where you actually play okay. it, okay. that part is there. But the cutscene that's all dynamic cameras and animated and all that stuff, not in the game. What? Has there now, been a statement about this? Uh, Blizzard has put out a, like, today, a st- this came out, mm, like, a week ago or something now? Two okay. weeks? A week and a half? Uh, there was a statement today, basically like, we know this wasn't what everyone wanted, blah, blah, blah. We're working to improve it. Uh, the stuff that they're working to improve, though, is probably not this. Uh, there are some cutscenes that are different. Uh, the cutscene where Arthas gets Frostmourne, uh, if you compare that with the original one, pretty different. Um, the cinematics, obviously, like look way better than they did uh, when they came out. Uh, they didn't like they're not brand new cinematics. They're the same cinematics, but like rendered out at like really high resolution. So they don't look like complete garbage. And as a consequence, they look good <laughs> because they don't look like they're upscaled from, you know, 480p oh. or whatever. OK, so I was trying to find out what the statement was and I came across a Forbes it's article like, about it's like this 50 paragraphs. It's hold like- on. Warcraft 3 Reforged is officially the worst game ever with a 0.5 Metacritic user score. Yeah, look, there are people that are super mad about it for a bunch of justifiable reasons, which we can get into uh, if you guys want. I would love to because I own this game and I have not had time to install it. And if they didn't do the thing they said they were going to do, what? This is just another reason you shouldn't pre-order games, you guys. So I think they did the thing they said they were going to do. It's just that people thought what they said is a lot more than what they were actually saying. I guess maybe... uh, I'm disappointed that they showed stuff to us and then took it out for no explained reason. So I don't know why that Stratholm mission cutscene isn't in this. It's weird because, like, if you go look at the updated version of the, like, the Frostmourne cutscene, that one is demonstrably different than what the original one was. So they updated it. They changed stuff in the mission where Sylvanas becomes uh, undead. Like, they changed that whole map, that whole mission. There's a whole bunch of new stuff. Like, it aligns more closely with the WoW lore there. Mm-hmm. So, like, they changed a bunch of stuff. That's just different than how it was. So, why there and not over there where they had already clearly done the work because I played it? Uh, so, I don't know. But the stuff that people are mad about isn't even this stuff, although that's also one of the things. The thing that people are most mad about is... You can't play the original Warcraft 3 client anymore. Wait, what do you mean? If you try to install 
regular Warcraft three. I have Warcraft three on discs. I can't install you that. Download. Uh, you you can install it, and then you can never go online. What? If they you just killed the they killed serve the servers for Battle.net. If you connect to online Warcraft three, it tells you to install the Reforged client. Wait, why? Because there's a toggle switch that lets you switch between classic and reforged. In Warcraft three. In what reforged. this new reforged launcher is, yes. Classic switching between classic means what in this instance? Because there's no classic. It uses, it uses the classic models. It looks like regular classic Warcraft. And 3. the cutscenes. I assume. Wow. I don't know. I haven't played the original one recently, okay. so okay. I don't don't know. Um, but this this new client, the reforged client, does not support all the stuff that they took out of the original one. There's no uh, automated tournaments, which were a thing in the original client. There's no clan support. There's no um, a, a bunch of other modes and like toggles that were available in the original Warcraft 3 client are gone from this, and they there's no way to do them anymore. So people are understandably annoyed that now the thing they were doing to play regular Warcraft 3 is now no longer available to them. Okay, bad move number one. Do they yeah. have bad new move number two? Uh, bad move number two is the new uh, EULA that you agree to when you play this game says that any mods that you create, like, you know, the use map settings or custom games that you create are wholly owned by Blizzard and that there's no possible way in any world where you could ever own any part of them. Do wow. they offer any profit sharing if there's... Probably like if they buy your <laughs> come on man come on i'm just no. saying like let's say you make somebody makes dota dota 2.0 uh, that game already exists it's called dota 2 um uh, you mean if someone creates let's auto, say they auto create chess auto chess 3 blizzard auto, auto no chess reforged and they start selling it as a mod for the game you can't sell mods for this game. No, but they, uh, um, Blizzard, oh, Blizzard starts yeah. selling it. Yeah, Blizzard it, takes well, over. Well, that's their that's their right because they own it. They own it. Yeah, you own nothing. They own everything. Okay, so no one's going to be making mods for their game. Bingo. And so, uh, people are justifiably annoyed that, like, if they put time into the editor to create stuff, that Blizzard now owns it completely and has no need to compensate or acknowledge them ever. I wasn't convinced. To be honest, that when I made or when anyone made mods back in the day for Warcraft 3 originally, that we had any right to them either. But it was certainly much more of a Wild West scenario where no, they weren't really checking them anyway. Right. And the final uh, drop is that, you know, Blizzard said all of the stuff would be portable over. You could yeah, just right. load your old maps. Yeah, it turns out that's not true. Yeah, I knew that one wasn't happening. Uh several of the custom game maps have been broken for whatever reasons, compatibility stuff that no longer work in the reforged client and you just can't load them. Now there are justifiably some that won't work for reasons of they were exploding bugs or they had like content that's not appropriate or whatever. And that kind of stuff, you can understand why they ban that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, it's just like, Hey, this was a custom game. It used this thing. That setting no longer exists in Reforged. 
Toodaloo. Oh, uh, did you have a custom campaign that you made, which used to be a thing? You could like chain missions together to create a custom campaign. Yep. Nope. That, that option doesn't even exist anymore. You can't, can't even click on it. There's no way to load it. Why did gone? So people are pretty annoyed. Like they literally took the old game and removed functionality from it and then gave it back to you and said, Hey, if you want the new models, it looks prettier. Uh, you don't get the, you don't get <laughs> you don't get the prettier part if you only old the old game. They just broke the old game and then said, "Hey, buy this new one to make it look prettier." If you want. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we removed features from you. The new game doesn't have them either, but hey, you could make it look prettier. Yikes! That sounds suspiciously like a racket. So or they so like taking a game that worked fine and just reselling so their response, it is basically like, yeah, hey, we know, like, we're committed to fixing a lot of these issues that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's five paragraphs of stuff that you guys have complained about that we're committed to fixing. Well, how do you commit to fixing the part about them not owning their <laughs> maps? You can't. Oh, they're not, they're not going to fix that. Yeah. They're not going to fix that. Okay. Uh, but, like, the stuff that people are actually complaining about, stuff that's actually removed from the game, like, they are, they've said that, like, yeah, some of this stuff is stuff we're planning to fix. Do you think that people will come back to the game after all these issues? I mean, some some people may just write it off. Very possible. Oh boy. I mean, I you know, who knows? Uh these days there's always a chance that, you know, in 3 years they end up with a great game here. Um but Yeah, but it's this... a game that they delayed already by a year and then by a month because they still couldn't get it out in time and then they still I mean, have issues. I, Man, what a bad I think, move. I think it is clear based on this, like the final product here, that either this was rushed out and just was not ready. Or didn't or have support in the company enough. They, they got their budget cut badly at some point, And then they were just like, well, we're just going to throw this out there because we already promised people some stuff. And then, oh, well. Yeah, we sold a bunch of copies of this two BlizzCons ago. Yeah. And said it was are, ready. I mean, people have been refunding it all over uh, on the internet. So there's like steps on the front of the Warcraft 3 subreddit of like, here's how to get your refund. Oh, that's no. a bad look. Yeah. So people are not happy. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm enjoying it for what I wanted, which is a higher res version of Warcraft 3. And $40 that's dollars for a higher res version, though, man. Oof. All right. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, hey, maybe in two years they will have a great game here they have you know uh, i don't know if blizzard has done this before but certainly other developers have taken games that people did not like at release and turned out great games these days so boy oh boy i want to check back in on that after you get a little further in and make sure you at least think the functionality of it is good and maybe we check in on their promises this i found this 50 paragraph thing and i can't wait to read it because i am going to keep playing the campaigns because that's what i bought it for so wow i'll let you know wow michael uh i guess i have been also playing two new games two new uh, games uh, new to, new to me and i think on the still on the the shiny games? side of of new no um one of them i have finally broken out breath of the wild Okay, which has uh, been just as just as excellent as advertised. Okay, so handheld or in a TV? On the TV. 
correct way to play. From what I've heard, seems like maybe it needs to be that way. Yeah, uh, definitely for this game, at least. Um, I will probably play around with Undocked for, for other games, but this one feels feels epic enough that it should be on a big screen. Um, cool. So yeah, I've, I've dumped a few hours into that. And um, overall, I know it's just probably baby steps into this game, but once you saw it on your TV, how much did you love your Switch? <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, interestingly, um, and I, I, you know, I had forgotten about this because it had been so long since I'd bought a new console. The thing that I, that I think is the most challenging to me is just getting used to the feel of the controller in my hands. Cause right now I just have the, uh, the two joy cons. Oh, no pro controller. No, not yet. Okay. Well, do you want to borrow a pro controller soon. to see if you like it? I might take you up on that. Yeah, it's probably a that's a good idea. I've heard I've heard long gaming sessions, especially for that game, maybe you want the pro, maybe. Yeah, just for the, the comfort, comfort level long yeah. term. I All may right. have never gotten through Xenoblade Chronicles two if I didn't have one of those. Oh man. Good to know, because that is that is also in the in the backlog. The the I love the Switch, and I love playing it handheld. I really do. I honestly almost never play it docked. I still, after this long of a time, I keep repeating that phrase. But man, if those controllers were just a little bigger, please <laughs> make air ones for some of us. Okay, and is the other game on your Switch? No, so the other game is uh is back on the PC. Uh so it is a game that I picked up for free um a week or two ago off the Epic Store called The Bridge. Hmm. And it is I when I just just looking at the art style and the little uh introductory video, I think I described it to you Andy as looking like Braid meets Monument Valley. Yes, it is, I heard about this. That description is way more apt than I even realized. Uh, because you have the rewind time function. Double oh, checking man, that so I have li- this game. Literally just braid. It is literally <laughs> it is literally if you took the the developers of Monument Valley and brought in the illustrator from Braid and said, do your thing over a, 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 you know, twisted gravity puzzle game. Hmm. Okay, cool. I have the bridge. It's ready to install. I'm into that. So, yeah, I've played through the first... It, JJ, it looks like... You know what it looks like? It looks like Escher drew a bunch of levels, and then they made a game out of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah. I liked Braid quite a bit, so you don't got to sell me on that. No, no, I know. But, like, it's that, it's black and white, that Escher style is what I'm seeing in front of me here. I see. Okay. The, like, well, cool. twisted hallways and stuff. Yeah. I, be- I believe I got it for free at some point uh, <laughs> also, so I think, uh, I'm interested to hear about it, though, because I have literally never heard of it. Are you doing both of these in tandem? Um, I had a little bit of time, um... 
on Friday afternoon and just I was sitting at my computer. I'd been doing something else and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to boot this up and see what it's like. See, Breath of the Wild suffered for me from the same issue as most other games until I finally fell into Fallen Order, which was I I look at games like The Bridge and I would start those immediately or like Puzzle Quest because I could put it down in three minutes, you know? Yeah, and, like, and the puzzles, the puzzles in this are like that. At least, at least the first I've played through the first. All right, that's good. Eight to know, or ten. The problem I'm going to have with Fallen Order is like, okay, what nights this week can I sit down for a few hours? Because you got to get in a rhythm to play those games. Yeah, you know, like Breath of the Wild. I think you, you know, so you can hit the right inputs. It's been uh it's been an interesting couple months, but I'm glad that we're all back in the swing of it after the holidays I, both of you have two games at a time going that's pretty crazy well i uh, i like to console myself with the idea that spelunky is not is a a game that ends in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> do you console yourself because it shouldn't end in five minutes i mean you know it could go as long as 15 to 20 minutes but then it's over Right. Like I, it, because it's a run-based game, the fun of it is not the, you know, seeing where it goes or whatever. You're right. just going to be trying it over, seeing the weird combinations. Well, you might be dusting off another run-based game in a week when that new Dead Cells DLC comes out. Well, yeah, yeah. this it's paid, I think. So I don't know if I'll be getting it. Yeah, I think it's only five bucks, which is not terrible as far as DLC pricing goes. Again, maybe wait for the review on how much game you're actually yep. getting. Yep, definitely a wait on that. Yeah, for it's sure. two. They they released all of what it's going to be, but it's two whole new levels, a new boss, um, a bunch of new functionality and weapons, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay. New weapons is always like a hard thing to quantify in the value of a game, right? Like it takes them a long time to code a new weapon. Yeah, and then, but you, then you're like, ah, I like the other then. one I already used better. And especially in a game like Dead Cells, where, like, the weapons are the game. Yeah. In a lot of ways, so. All right. Well, if people want to catch up with us on, now that everyone's finally settled into 2020 in February and playing games, let us know what you're playing. Where would that be? Uh, they can hit us on the email, which is podcast at weweregamers.com. Please send that there. We will read it and talk about it and potentially your email on this very podcast. You can also find us on social media. We are at We Were Gamers on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, YouTube, take a search for We Were Gamers and, uh, and subscribe there. That would be real helpful to us. And you can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. And, uh, you know, follow us and... Uh, Give us a like. I'm curious which of us will finish any game first. I'm in two RPGs, so it's not going to be me. <laughs> puzzle Quest doesn't feel like an RPG because it's puzzles, but it's an RPG. I keep puzzles. I keep eyeing the idea of installing Final Fantasy XII Yak Age too, and then oh, if you, what, hmm, I have that too, and I also want to play it. Maybe we should do it at the oh, same no. time. 
Are we all are we all going to commit to playing? Oh this yes, an after pod <laughs> commitment. <laughs> Don't recommend it. Uh, let's do it. Triple triad. It seems dangerous. No, we should try it. That seems like a fun. That seems like a, our on brand disaster. By the way, triple triad, not in that game. I understand, but it was a Final Fantasy reference. Got it. Also, right. on brand disaster would have been a good pod name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Later. Take it easy. Have a good one.